welcome. The goal of this podcast is to get listeners connected with others in the sports industry because they say it's all about who you know, and now you know us. Hey everybody, this is Connor Shank, and today you're listening to the Constant Sports Podcast. This show is committed to connecting you with other sports professionals because they say it's all about who you know, and today you know Matt Silverman. Thanks for joining us today, Matt. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, man. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, of course, of course. And so today we're going to be talking with Matt, and he's the CEO and co-founder of Lionhearted Sports. And in this episode, we're going from marketing, agency life, day-to-day work stuff, sports business, um, and much more. So we're excited to get into it um, and, and kind of get it rolling here, Matt. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Perfect. So I guess just to start, if... Um, you know, so you've been with this line hearted sports and you had kind of an undergraduate degree in sports. So what, what made you kind of get into the sports business as a whole? Was that, what drew your attention to the, to the industry? Sure. Yeah. So to kind of give you a, a basic background on me, uh, I grew up just like almost everyone loving sports, playing everything. And, um, you know, my uncle actually played in the MLB for a few years. He has four daughters and they wouldn't want to travel from city to city to walk <laughs> But it was more like a, a chore to them at that point. So I had the opportunity you know, to hop on a plane at seven, eight, nine years old and go from city to city um, and really get that firsthand experience being in the locker room in the dugout with these guys, as well as seeing the relationships between athletes and the representation. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you know, as you as you grow older, you start to hear more and more about uh, guys going broke and just horror, absolute horror stories. Uh, so my main goal with it all really was just to minimize that number and kind of bridge the gap between that po- the athletes and post retirement. You know, kind of that what's next, right? Yeah, no, yeah. And I feel like I don't. I think there was a stat at one point. It was like seventy five percent or some odd number of athletes go broke within two and a half to three years, which is just staggering if you think about it. Like that's just crazy, you know. It's unbelievable, but at the same time, you know, they their whole life uh, they've been catered to, right? Right. Um, and you know, w- once you're done, the attention's off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end of the day, you know, every every athlete is a human being, just like you and me, and everyone has aspirations off the field, whether it's giving back to charities, all the way to you know fixing up cars. We see it all. So ultimately, it's really tapping into those true passions off the field and being able to execute um whatever you know is in mind right and i think a lot of times it gets lost in translation when you're talking about athletes going broke and people are like oh how could that happen but right. and when, when you kind of think about it they're like 19 to 18 to 22 and they're getting all this money and then you know they're out of the league or whatnot at 26 and it's like, what, what are we doing here i mean what, I, right. you know the right. kids at a certain age and more times than not you know um when when an athlete does become professional that's more money than they've ever seen in their life. And they're, oh, yeah. you know, they've been thinking about for years how to spend it and what they're mm-hmm. going to spend money on. Uh, and you combine that with poor representation that could just turn into an absolute disaster in the end. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. And, and um, you know, that's why there's, there's good characters as yourself and, and Chris over there that they're yep. taking care of these guys. And so what kind of, as you got your sports, man, was it is sports administration or management? Sports yeah. Management? So, so I studied undergrad at the university of Arizona mm-hmm. Um Throughout my time there, I interned for a baseball agent, uh, boutique agency. And at the end of the day, you know, my whole mantra within it was acting like a sponge, you know, absorbing as much information as I can. And essentially, I kind of considered it as a few extra credits within my undergrad. But I did that over the span of four years. Um, You know, while I was in school, 
um, you know, I'd miss out on the fun times in college and whatnot to be able to execute this for a bigger goal at the end. And throughout that process, I was volunteering at an autograph show. And that's where I met my partner, Chris Beverly. And from there, we put two and two together. You know, my background being in baseball, his background being in uh, primarily NFL marketing and do, being able to do youth camps and whatnot. We put our, mm-hmm. our minds together and realized, you know, a lot of agents at the end of the day, uh, they don't have time to to handle the marketing, right? right. Uh, especially around the time of free agency, the NFL draft, NBA draft, and MLB draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of things left on the table ultimately. And that's kind of where we come in and be able to to execute, you know, whatever's on mind. Yeah. And I really kind of want to tap into kind of how you and Chris got, got started. So you, you say you kind of met at this card show and kind of hit it off, it sounds like. But kind of what went into saying, all right, like we're going to sit down here, we're going to start this agency, kind of, you know, yeah. had to come up with a name. I'm just, I'm interested in the business side of it and kind of how that Yeah, came you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a unique, a unique experience. And, a, and at the time, you know, uh, we were 20 and 21 when we met. Uh, both volunteering at an autograph show. And with that being said, when, when you volunteer at stuff like that, it's a lot of unboxing, boxing, um, passing off baseballs and football to the guys and ultimately just, you know, not the most enjoyable stuff. Uh, But we took the opportunity at hand and we were walking around introducing ourselves to every agent, every athlete, um, passing along our information, asking questions, being vulnerable. And within that time, you know, we ran into each other. Um, and from there, we just got to talking and realized, you know, we're able to do this thing. Uh, when it comes to the name, I think it was just something that came on uh, on as uh, time went by. And it was just something that clicked, you know, and that's something yeah. that we stand by, something that we always say from a recruiting standpoint or is, are these guys lion-hearted individuals, mm-hmm. right? Um, in the representation world, you know, our clients are just as much of a representation of us and mm-hmm. our yeah, and as we are of them. So at the end of the day, uh, we have to be very careful on who we work with, right? So I feel like using the lion-hearted name um, ultimately to de- describe a characteristic is is huge. Yeah, no, I like that. It's, it's beautiful marketing. And uh, on you guys' part there, kind of connecting the name, kind of with the why and how you can fuse that with obviously your firm and then the athletes into one. So that that's you know it's brilliant marketing and then how i guess how long did it kind of take to get you guys going what was it like getting your sure. first clients you know kind yeah. of yeah so you know that was back in 2018 i was i was still in college he was living in college station texas where a&m is and at that time you know nil wasn't around right. so of, of course to avoid all conflicts of interest we kind of just had to um build our foundation from the mm-hmm. ground you know and try to build our foundation as strong as possible uh, and then we started actually three years ago, yesterday, or two days ago. Okay. So congratulations. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. We started, you know, right at the brick of uh, COVID. Yeah. You know, there's pros and cons with it both. More times than not, companies their first their first budget that they're going to cut out if needed is their marketing budget, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, flights were forty, thirty, forty dollars <laughs> yeah. in the country. So we we uh, we took that opportunity, you know, and got to travel, uh, get face to face with people. Uh, clients, agents, financial advisors, and ultimately, you know, credibility and capital is what what carries you in this industry. Mm-hmm. So and more so, you know, not just who you know, but who knows you. Right. So we putting our best foot forward and being able to not just, you know, talk over the phone with somebody, but really say, hey, let's let's sit down and meet. We'll be in your city in a week or two. Yeah. And, and a lot of the a lot of the viewers and listeners are, you know, listening to whether it's like the marketing sponsorships, you have to find a way to kind of connect 
you know, your side with another side, right? So what are kind of some of your, you know, without getting, giving away, you know, trade secrets, or what are kind of some of your, I guess, marketing pitches? Um, like, like, do you got pitch decks, kind of that type of stuff when you guys sure. do your marketing stuff? Yeah, I mean, it's all situational at the end of the day, right? I could be dealing with a Coca-Cola all the way down to your local mom and pop um, soda company. At the end of the day, it's all situational. It's, it's who we're working with, both from the representation side and the company or the brand side. Uh, but ultimately, you know, it's once in a lifetime opportunity to grow with with individuals that are one passionate about your brand and uh, ultimately want to grow with you. Uh, one of the things we tell our clients and the individuals that we work with is even if you're going to buy something on Amazon, send us a picture beforehand, uh, send us a picture of what's in your fridge. Right. If we're yeah. not in your city, let, let's see what what's around your house, what you're already buying and let's build an organic partnership with it because at the end of the day we've seen way too many marketing opportunities just not not be authentic right yeah. you have guys drinking pepsi or seven up that don't drink soda yeah so, uh at the end of the day you know how how is this company or that brand going to see their return and authenticity sells mm -hmm. yeah no i'm with you and it always reminds me of the ad that went a few months i don't know it wasn't too recent i guess but it's like lebron james drinking like sprite or mountain dew yeah. It's like, I, I mean, do you think you really, you know, get home after a game and knocking back a Mountain Dew? Like, I don't think so. But, you know, yeah. he has a bigger name. So it's like, that's a whole different story. 100%. 100%. A guy that spends over a million dollars on his own body isn't drinking. No, isn't drinking yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no way. And then um, I guess as, as you know, I'm pretty familiar with, with Lionheart Sports and, but, and some of the events you've done, but for the viewers that might not be, what are some cool events that you've been a part of recently, or I guess just in the totality of the three years that, that you've executed on? Yeah. Yeah. So we've done a lot of cool things, whether it be on the marketing side or community relations. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so some things that come off the top of my head, there's a hurricane uh, last year, two years ago in Texas, but it hit Louisiana just as hard and it wasn't very broadcasted. One of the athletes we work alongside Donovan Wilson on the Cowboys uh, is from Shreveport, Louisiana. So we were able to set up a water drive there and basically supply the entire city with water. Uh, wow. we, had, we had a line about 15 blocks down the street and we were just handing them out all day. Another thing that we do uh, or that we did that was awesome was we hosted a youth camp last year in Houston for one of our clients on the Bengals. But with that, uh, MB, MB, CBS picked up on it, right? Okay. So it was a cool opportunity for them and their crew to kind of come down and um, we were able to show off what we were able to do. And ultimately that was featured on their show, um, Beyond Limits, which basically just uh, explains NIL and how athletes both and the professional level and in college are, are showcasing what they're able to do off the field. Yeah, no, it's huge. And that, that, that's sweet that they picked it up. And as you yeah. guys are kind of getting spot, do you guys, um, you obviously you probably do, but when you have events, do you get certain sponsors like to sponsor the event? Um, yeah. kind of does that kind of the same process when, you know, you're doing that? Yeah, sure. So again, it's all situational, right? Um, ultimately, it comes down to what our clients want to do. More times than not, they want to be able to give back to their communities and provide mm -hmm. a free camp. And with that being said, not a lot of athletes want to put up their own money to put on mm -hmm. a free camp. So how do we do that, right? That all comes down to what our job is, is to go out there, call, call, ring, uh, text everybody, yep. you know, LinkedIn, Instagram, however you want to use it and just get in front of people to be able to sponsor an event like that to give back ultimately to their community as well. Yeah. And I'm with there. And 
um, I guess, where have you seen the most success personally with, with like the cold calling? Was it LinkedIn calling, I guess, texting, emails, kind of, you know, in your, in your experience? Yeah, I mean, we both know in, in, in the entertainment industry as a whole, your network is your net worth. So I guess you could say really, uh, I used that time in college to really try to build up my network and post, uh, post-graduation post use that time to network traveling wise. Um, and everyone knows somebody at the end of the day, right? Yep. So, um, I mean, for me, I, I, I'm not really scared to ask questions if I need to. So I would say the most success we found is either word of mouth or um, reaching out to people on LinkedIn or Instagram. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, no, I think, as, as you mentioned, you know, the network being your net worth. And I think it's important as you kind of start meeting people, not, you know, at, at the beginning, be like, okay, like I'm going to befriend that person because like, you know, his buddy is the CEO of, I don't know, like Coke or something. You know, it's like, right, it's, right. you're never going to go anywhere doing that, right? It's got to be authentic, as we were saying earlier. Like everything about it's got to be authentic, even from your side. It's like, okay, we're going to kind of foster this and maybe, you know, down the line we can work something out. Absolutely, absolutely. I feel like in, in the world of, relationship building it's the people first and then the networking after right you yep. you connect with who you connect with right now uh, yeah it's i i, I echo that and i'm aligned with that 100 percent. and then as far as you know kind of you starting your own business here with with chris what are some of the hats that you kind of have been wearing i'm sure a lot of them but um what, what's a hat that you weren't like okay that you're wearing that you're like oh, i wasn't prepared you know maybe for to be in this position wearing this hat Sure, sure. Um, a lot comes in. A lot goes into what we do, right? Yeah. Ultimately, we're we're handling all, mostly everything off the field for these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing necessarily that I didn't expect fully going in was the full time commitment. It's not a nine to five, right? Um, a lot of people, you know, that work the nine to five get to go home, uh, relax at night, you know, yeah. watch whatever with their loved ones. This is a twenty four seven thing. Uh, I wake up first thing in the morning and I'm making calls or I'm answering calls that I missed being mm-hmm. on the West Coast, having call people call from the East Coast, right? Yep. So I would say the amount of work, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm I'm extremely passionate about what I do, so I can't really consider it work. It's more so uh, the way I live my life. Right. Yeah, and I'm with you there. And I think that's specifically kind of in the sports industry where it's not your typical nine to fives. And I've talked about this, you know, in the past kind of previous podcast but you know for the viewers thinking i'm repeating myself but i feel like it really isn't though like even if you work for a sports team and you're like in the office from nine to three like the game starts at six and then you're there from six to ten and then like in your case it's a 24 7 thing and and, you know i want to touch on the east coast west coast thing is real i'm not a huge fan of you know the east coast the three hours ahead now for us at the west coast so it's 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 something it's something it gets gets us up a little earlier yeah it does yeah you gotta you gotta get after it and um kind of speaking of getting after it i was taking a look kind of at your your guys website and uh one thing stood out and it was kind of like the concierge um and slash public relations you know aspect of your company and i think that's kind of unique for um just as i've been looking in different agencies and whatnot so kind of maybe what is that how does it work um kind of give the viewers a, a background into that yeah, pretty simple. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we all hear horror stories about athletes off the field all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so to be able, you know, and everyone takes trips in their off season and everyone likes to enjoy themselves. So ultimately being able to set them up for success wherever they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody goes to Miami, we have we have transportation people, we have yacht people, um, we have Airbnbs out there. So just overall making sure that everything goes as smooth as possible for them 
Right. Is a short synopsis of it all. Um, and then, you know, if things don't go as well uh, or as planned, that's when the public relations and the crisis management comes in, correct? Uh, and, yeah. and I want to touch on the, the crisis management part a little bit, but yeah. I guess how, how do you prepare, um, you know, your clients? So like, for example, as we talked about, you know, before camera, I worked with, you know, United Athlete Sports and I do the kind of like the contract evaluation. So we're thinking, you know, like my best case scenario here, worst case scenario here, kind of planning that out. But I feel like on, on the off-field stuff where it's like the crisis management, you're usually not prepared for specific, you know, instances. So how do no. you kind of keep, uh, you know, up to date? How do you, how do you get prepared quickly for things sure. like that? Sure. It's, you know, I feel like more than anything, it's trying to avoid it ahead of time, right? Mm -hmm. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier is really looking for those guys that are truly lion-hearted um, mm -hmm. people. Uh, when we find people like that, you know, the worry is a little bit less on our end. Um, and it's not so much, you could say glorified babysitting anymore. Mm -hmm. Correct. It's, it's, you know, uh, ultimately trusting the people that you're working with, but when things come up, things come up, right. It's nothing you can necessarily plan on the plan for it's really just ultimately trying to avoid, um, trying to avoid those sorts of things. And how do you avoid it? It's again, investing in the people that you work with. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's basically it. Yeah. No, and, and especially, I guess, kind of that goes into the recruiting process, like we're recruiting yep. the right people. And it reminds me kind of like sports, right? Teams, colleges, yep. like we're recruiting the right players so that we can, you know, get A, B, C, and D out of them, you know, going forward. And and um, as we're talking kind of, I guess, about like personal traits or whatnot, what kind of skills have you have you acquired or that you've used, you know, in your day-to-day -day life that, you know, are, are valuable? Yeah, um, you know, I, I'd consider myself relentless at the end of the day and if you're not relentless in this industry and you're not striving for success all the time you're just not going to make it right yep. so i would say on 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 top of just being relentless being being able to listen being able to understand mm. um what's going on right awareness that's that's key knowing where you're at and i, I would say the last thing is really just trying to be a chameleon that's the best yep. way to describe it right you're going to be thrown into all sorts of situations in life and just being able to adapt to where you're at uh, is key, right? Mm -hmm. No, yeah, I, I, I agree with that there, especially adapting in different situations back. Okay, we're going to, you know, first this athlete, we're going to have to kind of do it this way. This athlete, we're going to kind of do it this way. Being fluid and kind of working your way through that. Right. Um, yeah, right. yeah, I mean, you know how it goes. Yeah, everyone's different, right? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, we're, we're in the service-based industry and we're trying to provide the best service possible for these guys. And how we do that is making it as memorable and as personable as possible. So mm -hmm. every guy's different, just being able to adapt to the, their situation, right? Being able to um, adapt to their life at home and being able to uh, adapt to the things they like. All, all that is key in, in, in what we do. Yeah, no, and I think that, that's important to keep in mind as you're going forward. And then um, kind of touching base on, I guess, the structure of it. So when you, Kind of, is there a certain aspect of the agency that um, I guess is kind of your calling card when you're recruiting and going forward it, it, uh, with these athletes? Yeah. Um, and again, it, it's, it's situational and mm -hmm. things, things change over time, but at, at the moment, you know, it's my age being able to relate to these guys uh, from mm -hmm. a personal level. Um, a lot of guys, you know, have, don't necessarily have that father figure in their life, but they necessarily don't want to have that father figure with their agent as well. 
So being able to relate to them, being able to understand the common trends that they're going through as a 25 year old, being their age, if not younger than most of the guys that we work alongside. Um, so yeah, I would say that right now, if you ask me that in five, 10 years, <laughs> it's going to be different, but yep. uh, today it's definitely, it's, it's definitely being able to relate. Yeah. No, being relatable is huge, especially kind of building that relationship with the clients and I think turning them in, you know, I, I, don't, I don't always love the word like clients, right? Because, you know, it's more right. like, you know, it's like close friends, you know, brothers at some point where it's not like if you treat someone as your client, I feel like that's kind of like they're not. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Uh, and the way we word it really is the individuals that we work alongside yep. because we are working alongside these guys to make what they want happen to happen. Um, so, yeah, 100%. 100%. I feel like the word client more times than not is a little uh impersonal yeah right and I, I agree it, it always just reminds me of like a lawyer talking about like one of their clients and it's, it's like gives me gives me a weird vibe but yeah spe speaking in the industry you know you hear a lot of i guess horror stories or just you know people it's like oh, there's a bunch of sharks out there so mm -hmm. kind of in your opinion um have you have you i guess have you seen that um they take place and kind of what what are your thoughts on, on the industry as a whole oh yeah um you know, when I was getting into the industry myself and cold calling agents and uh, financial advisors left and right, my answer that I got more times than not was just don't get into the industry. It's yeah. a dirty, dirty industry. And at the end of the day, uh, everyone's hungry, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone put mo more times than not, people play dirty. So it's really about just staying true to who you are. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, there's there's been some horror stories without a doubt. And, you know, it's not the beginning or the last of it. Yeah, and 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 um, I've seen that a little bit just in in my short time here. But I guess, like I said, without getting too personal, is there um, like do you guys sign contracts? Like, how does the marketing side work? Is it like a would you sign a contract with with an individual you in individual you're working with, or is it more just like event based or yeah? Kind of how about, yeah, it's ultimately it's it's whatever they want, right? Mm -hmm. if, if it's going to be a, a situation as in, you know, they just want us to help out with their youth camps every year. Mm -hmm. um, no, I mean, at that point, you know, we'll, we'll send something over once that time is coming, basically, mm -hmm. just to say, yeah, we're, we're going to help you run it here. Mm -hmm. um, when we work with with uh, individuals on an exclusive level, yeah, there, there are contracts involved. Yeah, now that's I've always just kind of been curious as, as far as the marketing side, because obviously the you know, in any pro league, there's a CBA, right? There's the SRAs. And so it's kind of like structured. And I feel like on the marketing side, it's, you know, kind of a little bit more fluid. It's not super, right. you know, contract heavy. Well, it's so new. It's so new, right? Uh, more times than not, agents are a full service agency mm -hmm. and they're able to provide everything. The whole marketing agent side of things have really been, I feel like, newer over the past couple of years. Yeah, so. no, yeah, especially with, with, with the NIL. And that whole thing, I feel like it just opened up an yep. entire new avenue, as you've probably seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I was curious as I was kind of looking through through the the website and different and different events you've hosted. As far as you know, NFL, NBA, MLB, you know, have you seen you know certain events or certain players from those leagues um, kind of have not better events, but like a little bit more traction? I'm just curious, like if like if NFL if an NFL player has one opposed to like you know an NBA player like is there do you see much you know going the either way yeah not not really to be honest with you um more times than not when we put on an event such as a youth camp we'll max it out at 100 150 individuals 
Um, but from the, from the sense of people signing up, uh, yeah, yeah, we've seen we've seen camps sell out in one day. We've seen camps uh, take a week or two to sell out. But more times than not, we we put that cap on to make sure that every individual is is um, being seen and being heard. Right. And is that something that you've you kind of learned over time, where you started putting caps on on camps, or is is that kind of something you figured out early? Like, okay, we're gonna have to put a limit sure. to this before it gets out of hand. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, to an, to answer that, not really. Um, we we kind of picked up on it before we did them. Um, you know, again, going to crisis management, it's like how do we avoid these situations? And that was something that we talked about pretty pretty early on. And again, just being able to do our homework and studying uh, our colleagues and what they what they've been able to accomplish over the past couple of years, uh, it gave us a pretty good idea and structure on how to do it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And then as kind of as you mentioned, structure and kind of going forward, how do you, I guess, prepare? You know, as you talked about days, 20, you know, your work days are twenty four seven. They're fluid. It's it's always moving and growing. Yeah. So how do you kind of prepare for the unknown? You know, a lot of people that are about to get into the industry are like. You know, I always hear that it's 24-7 that I got to do this and that. And it's like unknown. So how do you prepare for what I like to call the unknown going forward? Yeah, um, I guess at, at the end of the day, just believing in yourself, believing in what you're doing. Um, you hear more times than not that people that find success are the people that just tough it out. Mm -hmm. And again, it's a tough industry. I've learned what I, what I want to do by doing the things I didn't, didn't want to do and don't want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. I've worked the grueling jobs. I've worked. Uh, the jobs where I'm not getting home till 1, 2 a.m. to be able to ultimately put myself in this position, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so I guess figuring out what you don't want to do with that, kind of finding your forte within the industry can make it a lot easier as well and kind of clear up that unknown. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, the people that don't take risks are the people that are, aren't going to take risks, right? Right, right. You yeah. you're not going to go, for, not going to grow. Yeah, yeah. You need to be able to take those risks to be able to see that growth. Mm -hmm. um, so just believing in yourself at the end of the day, uh, it's it's life, right? Things are going to pop up in your personal life as well, in your work life um, that you're just not prepared for. But as long as you stay true to who you are and your core values, I mean, it's it is what it is, right? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm 100 aligned with you there. Um, what what's kind of next for Lionhearted Sports? You guys have some events coming up, some like yeah. a busy season for the you know for your agency. Kind of what, what's next? Yeah, so this is this would definitely, you know, I would say year-round is pretty busy, but this mm -hmm. is definitely considered our busy time. Uh, we were planning about five to six youth camps this summer, which we're extremely pumped about, uh, as well as, you know, just things through, that we're already planning right now mm -hmm. um, going into the NFL season next year. I don't want to give too much away. Of course, of uh, course, yeah. <laughs> of course, until, until the papers are signed, but yep. uh, definitely be on the lookout. There's some big things coming. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I didn't didn't mean to back you up in a corner there and no, you're good. details, but yeah, we'll, good. we'll we'll keep we'll keep the listeners on edge there and and keep them keep them waiting for for the NFL season to roll around. But as you begin these events, you know, as you said, kind of the busy season. How long in advance are we preparing for these events? You know, is this like last summer you've been prepping for them? Is it six months out? You know, what does that yeah. look like? Yeah, so the window looks around you know the three to six month mark. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we first have to figure out the when and where. Yeah. And the why, more importantly, um, more times than not, one of the things we help out with as well is nonprofit development, right? Mm -hmm. So it kind of all ties in together at the end of the day. So uh, figuring out the when, where, why, uh, you know, do you want to do it in your hometown? Do you want to do it in the city that you're playing in? Do you want to do both? 
Um, and then with that as well, we have to have enough time, of course, to um, reach out to people and, and build those sponsorship packages as well. So I would say about the three to six month mark. Perfect. Yeah. And I think that, I think especially that is a good enough time to give the brands and you kind of time to work together, especially for the sponsorship side, where if it's, you know, last minute, you're trying to think of deliverables and then it's like, you know, it's just, I think a lot of it needs to be prepared in advance, as right. you know, and, and for the listeners that are just kind of, you know, trying to get into the event space, I think events, you know, everyone just shows up to an event and like, oh man, look at this, like, oh, I'm going to sons, you know, nuggets game tonight. Like this, this event's awesome. And it's like, it was so much win for that with, the execution of the sponsors, the game day stuff. So just to keep right. that in mind, you know, as you're and, doing and, those. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of people from the outside looking in think that this is such a glorified job, but at the end of the day, there's more times than not a ton of work being put in, in the back right. end of things and behind the scenes where nobody hears about, nobody sees about, and they'll never know. Yep. Um, but you know, it's, it, it's what keeps us going. It's yeah. what keeps us going. And without it, we, you can't operate. Oh yeah. No, you, and you need all that and you need, kind of like the the dirty work as as you talked about in the beginning you know it's like back you know getting boxes ready and getting things ready whereas as the camp comes down you're getting you know registration forms that you know there's people are signing not physicals but you know in case they get hurt you got all that stuff you got to get the field space right. not just like oh yeah show up here we go right. let's get it going you know no another thing another thing that's huge in, in that space is insurance policies right what if a mm. kid gets hurt at your camp right you know, just things people don't necessarily think about that just needs to be taken care of. If you're doing it at a high school, you have to be able to get in touch with the principal or the athletic director yeah. and be able to put that space out. Right. Uh, it's it's the smallest little details that, you know, you never hear about, never see, mm -hmm. um, but it's essential. Yeah, well, you can't just show up with 200 kids at the, the local high school and start running routes. It doesn't work like right. that, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> Is um as you've moved forward in your career, have you um, attended uh, like networking conferences, networking fairs, networking groups? Like, are there certain things that you've done to kind of, um, I guess, grow that side of your 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 skill base? Sure. Um, not necessarily. You know, uh, I try I try to be in whatever city uh, that the Super Bowl's in uh, yeah. to be able to just network with my people. Again, this is such a such an interesting market, and there's only so many people that in it and to understand it um right but if you know of any networking groups in the area please, <laughs> yeah. Please, uh, no yeah for, yeah yeah we'll, we'll get one going but um i was i was just curious lastly kind of before um we, we finish off here is as you stay up to date in the industry are you looking at other you know maybe players camps that they've done are you looking at different you know you're on twitter trying to get sports related news kind of how do you stay up to date with all things you know your your individual players that you work with and and stuff like that yeah, I mean, it, it's just doing your homework, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you had homework growing up in, in, in school and everything like that. And it's it's the same thing with this, you know, it, it's being able to study other other companies and what where they found success. Um, it's it's studying individuals and athletes, what they like, what they don't like, ultimately mm -hmm. to provide the best experience for them off the field. Right. And, and, I, and I also think as, as you're doing your homework and studying, there's also all sorts of marketing trends and those types right. of things that I feel like people when they like want to be in like either athlete marketing or marketing, like there's a whole numbers game to it where it's, you know, how many impressions, how many eyeballs are seeing this, how can that be turned into dollars that right. you guys right. take into account, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. How many engagements right. uh, hosts could get, how mm -hmm. many engagements, uh, even a commercial, 
uh, anything along those lines. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and then as, um, as, as we go forward, what are some, or what is a piece of advice that you would like to give, you know, yourself, maybe freshman in college, just graduating high school, getting into college that, that you would um, find helpful? Man, um, just stay true to who you are at the end of the day um, and be the person that you needed when you were younger uh, to whatever capacity it's at. Uh, we tell all of our guys that at the end of the day, um, you know, everyone needs a little bit of something. So it's just figuring out what you necessarily need and how to provide that to to others. Yeah, no, no, I love that. And as um, as we kind of close here, We'll give you the floor, Matt, and um, we, you can promote any events, any athletes. Um, I got obviously the company, maybe some some of how people can get connected with you, things like that. So we'll just kind of give you the floor to, to close out here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you guys want to stay connected with me, follow me on Instagram, Matt Silverman underscore. You can follow Lionhearted Sports as well, all one word. Um, but yeah, stay tuned. We got some big things coming up here, and I'm I'm really excited for it. Yeah, no, we're looking forward to watching and uh, kind of seeing seeing your success as you guys grow. And that's one of the things I love about the industry and especially kind of starting this is, you know, being able to connect with people. And then as we go forward, seeing the cool things, you know, six, seven months when, when I see Lionhearted Sports on ESPN, I'm like, Hey, you know, Matt was on the podcast, you know, Matt, like he's, he's doing all this cool stuff. So I think that that's awesome. There's nothing better than seeing your people succeed, man. There's right. nothing. Better. So uh, I second that hundred percent. Now I look forward to seeing your success in the future as well, Connor. Oh yeah. I yeah. appreciate it. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, thank, thanks for meeting up with us today, and thanks, everyone, for, for watching and listening. And this has been another episode of the Constant Sports Podcast. And today you met and know Matt Silverman, so we're looking forward to following him. And we'll be dropping this on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. And uh, we're looking forward to stay connected and uh, grow together. So thanks again, Matt. Yeah, appreciate you. Adios, see you.